0: Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho aka Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. Today, oh boy, another one for the Bears. They lose 22 to 14 to the Philadelphia Eagles and At this point, yes, there's a ton for us to talk about, but I'm I'm trying to figure out what's the best way to even approach discussing the Bears. Um, so let me let me try it this way. Let me work backwards a little bit. I wonder if the Bears and I mean I already kind of know the answer because I listened to Matt Nagy's post game, but I wonder if they will spend more time talking about the things that went right in this game versus the things that went wrong in this game. If they'll look at the second half and go, guys, look look at what we did. We were able to outscore them in, in the second half, 14 to 10. We were able to put some pressure on them in, in the second half, and we were able to make it a, a one-possession game when we were completely inept in the first half of the game. I, I guess that, yes, that those are some positives that one could take away from what happened to the Bears, but I keep going back to what's up with these bad starts Negi pointed it out in the press conference and he was talking about negative plays. And there were a bunch of them on first down where you're having, whether it's guys losing yards or it's guys creating penalties, there were a bunch of negative plays that they had to try and overcome offensively. In a situation like this, I wonder if we are seeing what happens to desperate football teams. If we're seeing a a football team that right now everyone's trying to do so much that they end up screwing up and the bears were complaining and Khalil Mack talked about it, how, how Kelsey was, was moving the ball and, and kind of drawing them off sides. But, and and the officials didn't do anything about it, but that's something that they clearly saw. You talk about getting an edge, like football loves to talk about getting an edge when, when in actuality, they mean cheating. Um, But you talk about getting an edge. There's Travis Kelsey getting an edge. He clearly saw that, that Bears defenders were overly aggressive on the snap, and he was able to take advantage of it and not get penalized for it. And so the Bears end up being stuck. And what do you do? What do you end up doing if, if you're them in, in that situation? But they the slow starts on offense, these continue to happen. And I think the, the biggest the thing that's most upsetting about watching the Bears so far this season is that you're watching a team that was supposed to be taking taking the next step offensively, but also you were supposed to have a coach who was supposed to figure out some of this stuff. That that's why they brought Matt Nagy in because the offense was broken. They didn't like the type of offense that they were running with John Fox, and this gave them a better chance to – to run something that actually might be able to, to put them in a, a better position to be championship contenders all the time. And we're seeing a coach that has no answers. There's no answers like they, and And I, here's where I'm at with the bears. And I know this is going to sound weird coming from me, I'm at a place now where I have a lot of sympathy for Mitchell Trubisky. And part of the reason that I have that sympathy for him is the position that he's been put in by his coach. It's easy. He is an easy, easy, easy target. And he has made himself an easy target. I'm talking about Trubisky. And when you have a performance like you had today, where you're 10 of 21 for what was it, 125 yards, It it makes you an easy target. 128. Sorry, Mitch. I I only gave you the... I messed you up by three yards. And he had a a long play of 53 yards. There were some opportunities that he can't take advantage of. Like that ball on the sideline, off of play action, and they roll him out. And the ball gets to Allen Robinson, but it was underthrown. And yes, we have now become accustomed to to Allen Robinson making those plays. We've come accustomed to Allen Robinson coming up with some sort of heroic play to bail out his quarterback. And and highly paid wide receivers are supposed to do that. But Mitch is supposed to put that ball on him while he's in stride. Same thing with the Gabriel throw that, that could have been a touchdown if he put the ball on him in stride. He's a convenient target because of plays like that, because he plays like that. He is someone that is easy for us to pick on, and he deserves it. I'm not trying to absolve Mitchell of anything. All I'm saying is that you keep looking at the way that games have gone for the Bears offensively, and you're supposed to have a guy who is able to fix some of these problems that supposed to be able to get you out of this. And he can't, you look at the, at the games where if, if the, if the bears defense, isn't taking the ball away at a legendary clip, like they did last year, then you don't have a 12 and 14. And I think that it becomes easier to see some of the problems they were incredibly lucky when it came to turnovers. They were incredibly lucky when it came to health. And now that those two things have gone away, like the Bears' defense isn't bad. Like it's pretty good, but it's not great. And that's the difference. Because the offense is so flat, if you had a great defense, it would help a ton. But you can't ask defenses in the NFL these days to be great. Although. And I brought this up last week. In the game against the Chargers, the the defense has an opportunity to win the game by getting off the field. They don't in that game. So, yes, while they did only give up 17 points, they had a 16-10 lead that they could have protected and they didn't. In this game, they had a chance to give the ball back to the offense with a chance to tie the game. You I wouldn't give the Bears a good chance of tying the game because their offense has been putrid. But they had a chance to give the offense back the ball, and they didn't. What ended up happening, actually, they could have won the game. Instead of Forget about tying it. They could have won the game if they get the ball back. And what do they allow? They f- allow an eight-minute drive. They allow for Philadelphia to convert. All sorts of first downs. They have opportunities on third down to get off the field or take the ball away, and they didn't do that. So Philadelphia ends up milking the clock down to almost nothing and then kicking a field goal to make it an eight point game. That's the difference between a good defensive performance and a great defensive performance. If I'm the Bears' defense, yeah, I we only gave up 22, and we keep kind of pushing that marker out there. We only gave up 22 points this time. Well, at some point, you're going to need an effort, and it seems as if they are cognizant of it. Khalil Mack actually had said something about, hey, you knew, we knew that we were going to need a great defensive effort for our offense. But at some point, you gotta you got to make it happen, Captain, and they didn't. Now back to the offense. I was encouraged that we saw Matt Neggy build off of what they had done last week. And if you were listening to the radio show, by the way, Monday through Friday's noon to two, you heard me harp on now that you've got a run game and you're running out of I formation, the next part of that is to play action and take your shots down the field. And what we saw was the Bears do that today. And on a couple of them, Mitch was able to hit plays. On a couple of them, he didn't. But that's where I think their bread and butter lies. The, the, another thing that makes me angry as an observer watching the Bears offense this year, I was told that Jordan Howard isn't on this team anymore because he's not a three-down back Fine. I'm not here to tell you that the Bears should have kept Jordan Howard. David Montgomery looks like he's a player. But I was told that David Montgomery is a three down back. So why on a third and six do you decide to take your second best offensive player off the field? Why do you then go five wide and he's not one of them? They're still trying to recapture some of this magic that Tariq Cohen had last year. And it's not there for him offensively. I think special teams wise, he's still doing, he's still a dangerous guy as a punt returner. And maybe he can be Austin Eckler. Maybe, maybe that's someone that he can be, but this offense right now, he doesn't seem like he's the best fit for what they want to do. So the bears offense is just stuck in neutral and I I can I should give Negi credit because it does feel like he's he's evolving like slowly. But I heard Patrick Manley talking about this on my drive home from from NBC Sports Chicago that some of this stuff he he should have been doing weeks ago. I'm glad that he's evolving the offense and and trying to figure out a way to win, but there's there's something about his stubbornness that I don't like. And I hope that it changes because I I would like to believe that he's super smart as and that's the way that he's kind of been presented as this super smart coach who totally gets it and will will help bring the Bears into the next part of their evolution as a team. And I'm just not seeing it that the effort that they put forth in the first half And I give the defense some credit. They bent but didn't break in the first half. That game could have gotten ugly quick. The fact that they got out of the first half with it only being 12-0 is a partial miracle. But that offense didn't look like it could do jack squat. And you're sitting there watching this thing. Like, they, they see... What I find amazing is each week there's we feel like there's a a bottom, a depth that the the Bears offense is hit, and you're looking for a way for them to kind of swim their way up. And each week I'm hitting the face with something else that they don't do well. And it hit it hit me in the face today, like watching them in the first half. It's like I didn't think that things were could get worse, but apparently things are worse. Things are much worse when everything looks out of sync from your offensive line play to the way your quarterback is playing. I I know I have to wait for the coaches film until tomorrow. I'm convinced that there are tons of open receivers that Mitch just missed. There were guys who were open in five yard chunks of space with their hands up, that I saw, that Mitch never gave a second or a third look at. But I think the problems of the quarterback are are well documented, and I'm not here to 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 relitigate anything other than what we're seeing from a weekend and week out basis with with the Bears' quarterback. It's ugly and it's dark, and they're three and five, and it sucks. And you're now halfway through a season. We've now reached a point where we're not talking about well let's get this corrected we're we're talking about pretty soon you're going to end up eliminated you know you're you're two two losses away from in my opinion being eliminated in the NFC playoffs because there's so many teams that are so good and a couple of things have broken right for for the bears today minnesota lost to to Matt Moore and last I checked, as I'm doing this, the Packers were were down 19-0 to the Chargers, which is crazy. It's actually it's 26-9 as I'm, I'm recording the podcast. So some things in the division have gone right. But these were opportunities for you to make some hay and make a move. And Detroit's losing. So everyone in the division is going to lose today. And the Bears had an opportunity to help themselves, and they couldn't the whole thing is extremely disappointing and I'm not going to belabor the point. I mean, I've said what I've needed to say for the most part, I am looking forward to reviewing the game yet again, but I know that Matt Nagy like means well with all the stuff that he's trying to do to, to figure out motivation for the bears. And I'm with them to a large extent, but it was interesting to me that when players were asked about him talking about the nationals, that Their response was, really all you have to say is win. Like, we don't really need any of that other stuff. And now you start looking at him as a play caller. My guy, Joe Ostrowski, pointed this out on Twitter. Matt Nagy as a play caller. Here are some numbers for you that are really, really scary. Weeks 13 through 16 for Kansas City. 29 points per game. 6.6 6.6 yards per play first in offense. Then the wild card game, they scored 20 points, six yards per play, which was fourteenth in 2018 with the bears weeks, one through four, 21.8 points per game, five yards per play 18th in, in the league week, six through nine, 27.5 points per game, six yards per play ninth weeks, 10 through 13, 23.5 points per game, 5.2 yards per play, which ranked 24th. Weeks 14 through the wild card, 18 points per game, 5.3 yards per play, 27th in offense. Now in 2019, weeks 1 through 4, they average 14.8 points per game, 4.4 yards per play, which ranks 30th in the NFL. Weeks 5 through 9, 17.3 points per game, 4.5 yards per play, and they ranked 30th. That's where the Bears offense is at the bottom of the NFL when they were talking about being a, a a team that had Super Bowl aspirations because of what they thought their offense could do this year. It's extremely disappointing and Matt Nagy doesn't seem to have answers. I don't have a lot of them either, but onward to uh, the Detroit game. And it's going to feel real awful. If at the end of this, you have Detroit coming into Chicago. And I would imagine that they, even though they're getting their brains kicked in right now, I would imagine that they feel pretty confident. They should feel pretty confident. Like people are back to looking at the bears. Like, well, we can go down there and get a win and get ourselves right. We can do that. Can't we? I appreciate you listening as per usual. I'll have more this week, I promise. I have some more inside football stuff too. I'm excited about one of the pods that I'm going to do. Thanks so much for listening. Also, if you get the chance, I also do a podcast called House of L. And I talk with journalists about how they do their job. It's pretty cool. I have a new one each week. And I've had a bunch of great guests. So if you just search for it, search for House of L podcast, you will find it. And I think that you will find uh, throughout the history of it, there are media members that you probably love that have been on the podcast and you will enjoy what they have to say about how they do their business. Thanks for listening. I'm on the air tomorrow at noon on The Score. I'm glad that you check out the podcast and support it and everything that we do with Radio.com Sports, which we are honored to do. I'll see you on the score tomorrow at noon.